First and Now, episode 30, Time Flies When You're Having Fun. I'm your host, Matt Baker. Thank you for uh, listening on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, bclions.com, totally live and interactive as uh, we bring you aboard here on uh, the BC Lions official podcast. Interesting times right now. Uh, I mean, we've been talking these last few weeks uh, as a staff uh, with players, with coaches. Uh, We would be in week two of the season right now. It's hard to believe. Uh, Lions would have uh, hopped a flight to Calgary on Wednesday this week, uh, played a Thursday night game against the Stampeders, and uh, lots of high expectations, lots of excitement uh, for a 2020 improvement. And part of that excitement was going to be having two exciting divisional road games right off the bat. That being said, uh, we remain optimistic uh, that we'll be playing football, CFL football in September and there will be a Grey Cup champion crowned sometime later in 2020. Uh, We're going to spend today's, uh, this week's episode rather, uh, paying tribute mostly to fathers. Yes, Father's Day coming up this Sunday, and uh, this is something I get to enjoy and experience for myself now. Uh, Our daughter Libby just turned one last week, officially my second Father's Day, although will feel like the first uh, as uh, last year, I think our baby girl was two, three days old. So um, it's going to feel like the first and uh, it's a chance for us to tribute uh, the great fathers and the great father figures in our life. Uh, We have TJ Lee standing by, uh, veteran Lions defensive back. Uh, We're going to let him into the Zoom chat here in just a second. But uh, TJ and uh, his girlfriend, Brittany, uh, just gave birth to their second child, a son, Maddox. Uh, born a couple of weeks ago. So TJ knows a thing or two about fatherhood and how that can uh, sort of change your perspective in life. So we'll get TJ's thoughts on being a dad, on his father and the other father figures he has in his life, because TJ, uh, not only his own father, but he looked up to many adult figures growing up playing football just outside of Seattle, West Seattle, of course, uh, where he and Aaron Grimes Grew up. Uh, I, for one, uh, always appreciative of my father and other father figures. Uh, my father, Mike, uh, he's a big reason I'm talking here today. Um, was always supportive in my endeavors to pursue a career in sports broadcasting, and now uh, my second career here with the BC Lions. So, um, Father's Day special to me, and it's special to a lot of great people I know. For those listening, uh, listening to this episode, if, if you want to tribute your father or any father figure in your life, uh, just drop us a line here uh, in the podcast reviews or uh, on Twitter, Facebook, whatever platform you're finding this episode. Uh, also aim to talk to TJ about uh, his career as a lion. Uh, six years ago, he was one of those sort of unknown commodities coming into Kamloops uh, out of Eastern Washington University. And, uh, now, all of a sudden, he is the longest-serving player uh, as far as the defense is concerned. Hunter Stewart uh, came in uh, on the offensive line, drafted in 2013, I think reported to BC in 2014. So, TJ Lee, uh, we'll get to in just a second. It is episode 30, and uh, we encourage all those listening to leave us a review, as we always love talking football with you on First and Now, the official BC Lions podcast. And TJ is joining us right now from his home in Blaine, Washington. Uh, for those watching our brilliant first and now video clips, uh, his daughter Mason there with him. Look, she looks like she's occupied on some device. TJ. 
Yeah, she has her iPad. Uh, she She's able to pick what she wants to watch. Right now she's watching Blippi. It's this older gentleman that shows mm-hmm. kids how to play with toys and teach them colors and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, my daughter Libby just turned one last week and, uh, it's amazing how young they pick up the screens, right? Like she's yeah. mine or my wife's iPhone. She's going for it. Right. That's great. Yeah. Um, and in a heartbeat, uh, she'll be on our phones, either one of our phones, she'll be on Netflix and you'll just see her thumb just scrolling mm-hmm. up or sideways. I'm like, Oh my God, she's ridiculous. And it's crazy uh, how much she's learning from these things, but, uh, hopefully we can make them, uh, she, she learns the positive things. That's what's important. And uh, it's fitting because uh, Mason no longer is ruling the household down there. Uh, congratulations to you and Brittany on the birth of Maddox, yeah, thank a you. new baby boy. Uh, how's uh, that been going, TJ? I mean, the uh, huge shift in the dynamics of our family. Um, Mason has had to adjust to being a big sister, you know, and um, acting like one and, you know, and not requiring all the attention and, sharing the attention, but we're doing a good job of incorporating her and all the daily routines that were the new routines that were starting around the house. Um, so um, we're making sure we have individual time with her and, you know, uh, continue to make this uh, family dynamic a good thing. Has she, uh, has she been a good helper during this uh, recent transition? She has. She throws away the diapers. She gets the binkies. She gives a lot of hugs and kisses. Um, she, she's being the great big sister so far. Um, diaper, diaper her mentality allows her to steal some attention when it's all on her brother, but uh, it's supposed to be that way. Nothing's perfect. Diaper duty. There you go. Giving her all the, uh, the important chores. Um, we, we brought you on for a variety of reasons. Uh, you are one of the longer serving current BC Lions. So you're always, your football, your football uh, mindset is always good to have, but Sir. It is it is Father's Day this weekend. We're talking about kids. Uh, how much has uh, being a father and having that responsibility, how much has that sort of changed your overall perspective on life, TJ? Oh, man. Um, well, that's a, full, that's a low, fully loaded question. Um, <laughs> Got to make you think. It's changed my whole perspective on, on life, you know, uh, the importance of making it home, um, the importance of having good values and, set an example for my kids and let them know that I'm, I could be reliable, making sure they see my face, making sure I incorporate routines with them and place, teach them, you know, I mean, teach them my, my role, you know, my role in teaching them is to basically teach them confidence, you know, uh, integrity, um, you know, just a whole lot of things. I mean, it's, it's a very broad question. Um, I mean, but ultimately it stems from the different, I was raised by my mom. It stems from the the father figures I've had in my life, you know, that I've learned from uh, my uncles, um, my mom's husband that's been in my life since about eighth grade, uh, my friend's dad, who's been very, a very vocal point um, and father figure in my life. So, I mean, just the examples that I've learned, the great examples of fatherhood that I've learned in my life that I'm applying in my own life. So, man. That's, that's the best way I can answer that. No, and I know that's a, that's a loaded one, and I'll, I'll, I'll simplify it for you too, though. I mean, uh, I was talking with David Neville earlier this week for another piece that's going to soon be up at bclions.com, and and uh, he and his girlfriend, uh, their daughter, uh, was born last August, I think it was, and, and he said, uh, you know, simply, fatherhood 
stuff that otherwise wouldn't be a big deal, the small stuff. You don't sweat the small stuff. You realize what's important. That's fair to say, TJ. Right. Um, and the most important thing is time. Um, and so I'm here to give away all, all my time. And when I'm not working or when I'm not working out or when I'm leaving the facility, I come right home because I want to yeah. give these guys the, the time. You know, I don't want to give them no shortage of anything. And I want to make sure that same energy I give on the field or at practice is the same energy I'm giving at home. So I'm not slighting my family at all. Um, any um, good Father's Day traditions you enjoy now? I mean, will you get a little breakfast in bed here on Sunday? What's the deal? Um, I don't know. Brittany's just having a baby, so I've been super sensitive to that. You know, <laughs> she has a, a good six-week period to heal up. And, you know, uh, so I want to I wanna make sure I'm helping out as much as possible. Not trying to sound like the perfect guy by any <laughs> means. But, yeah, um, I don't know what that day – what's going to happen on that day, but I want to uh, make sure we just spend time together. It doesn't matter. Probably go get some Mexican or grill, um, whatever we decide. I just ask Brittany. Uh, I'll just tell her I have a surprise for her and let her guess. And whatever she guesses, that's what we're eating. Veteran answer <laughs> right there. Veteran yes. answer right there. That's right. Um, you know, uh, speaking about going out and getting some food, I mean, a lot of those activities we take for granted. We spoke with you on uh, a First and Now chat way back, and I think it was early April when COVID was still pretty new. I think you had just moved into the new house there in Blaine, and, and everything's shut down. And what's the mood down there now, TJ, as uh, we yeah. up here in BC, of course, are well into phase two? It's very lively uh, uh, down on the beach. Uh, you got You got a lot of... Uh, traffic down there um the bars well the bars not really but the restaurants are open up and so uh, you got a pretty a nice crowd on the beach and people are eating and i mean it opened up a lot of uh areas for us to you know explore um so the that park birch bay park opened up that was cool for us to go and check that out um so i mean we were able to do a lot we we're able to mingle more with our neighbors um they were they stopped by Dropped off some a few gifts. Um, our next door neighbor made us a quilt for the newborn. Thought that was pretty nice. And a few neighbors brought lasagna, and um, and I think uh, that Costco Costco platter. So they're they're helping out. They're doing a good job. Um, they're very inclusive to us and welcoming in this neighborhood. So we're happy to be a part of this neighborhood for sure. It's funny how it works, eh? Uh, Lule moves back down to Oregon, and now, uh, now the now you're the king lion there in Blaine. Uh, how's it been adjusting without the Lules? Oh man, uh, Lule was nice enough to um, pass down a uh, what is it, an infant bed, an infant bed for Mace or a toddler right. bed for Mace. So uh, we didn't have to search for that. Uh, we got a pretty nice deal for it. <laughs> um, so Mason. Uh, we got a piece of Lule and his family with us every night. So we were very appreciative for, from that. <laughs> As uh, we try and uh, keep uh, Mace awake down there. It's okay, sweetheart. Uh, I know. Your first and now uh, debut. Um, we're talking about Father's Day, fatherhood, and uh, you mentioned it a minute ago, you were raised by your mom. Mommy, mommy, um, mommy. You have a relationship uh, you know, with your dad. Expand on that and uh, what it was like growing up and maybe any other of the father figures you want to shout out. Um, me and my dad, we didn't really gain much of a relationship until uh, sophomore year of college, but I mean, I've learned a lot about myself and that's one of those things that fatherhood's opened up, uh, a passion that fatherhood's opened up, you know. Um, 
the fact that I am a father now, it made me open up to my own father, you know, and, you know, realize the importance of having a relationship there. Um, but mainly, uh, my best friend's dad was always there for me. Uh, he served as one of the, the biggest contributors in my life, uh, in terms of being, in terms of manhood and being accountable and setting a good example in that way. Um, um, my mom's husband, he's been great since eighth grade. He's been, I mean, just, just always there and supporting me and always, I mean, taught me how to treat a woman by treating my mom with respect and, you know, and things like that. So, I mean, I'm able to pick up these different things from these father figures in my life and they're able to help me. I'm able to adapt it into my own life. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that and them. Very well said. And um, yeah, it's, you learn things when you grow up and, and being a good father, being a good citizen in that regard, uh, no doubt. Uh, if you have people you've looked up to, like you have, like I have my own father, friends, fathers, uh, that very much, uh, that very much makes that transition um, all the more easy. Uh, these father figures, uh, how much did they help you in terms of becoming a football pro too, if that's an easy one to break down? Um, okay, well, uh, my best friend's dad, he's been, uh, his role in my life, he was a coach back when I was seven years old, uh, and oh, yeah. I was transitioning from moving from Houston to Seattle, so he was one of my first coaches, um, and back then, he was a great role model because he was able to have us over at his house and be involved in the routine of being an athlete, going to school you know, and having fun, but also staying out of the streets, you know, and those and staying away from the bad influence or distractions that may be in the inner city that, that we grew up in. So um, I don't know much about me is my friendships. Um, so because my friend's dad kept us in a tight circle of three, me, Aaron and Marcus and Sean, so four. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he did a good job of keeping us away from distractions and keeping us together and keeping us focused on football. And so we were able to put in the work together football-wise instead of be distracted and, you know, go astray, get caught astray in the streets. So um, I appreciate him for that. Yeah, and you, we talked about you and Grimes uh, being teammates there, West Seattle, best friends, mm -hmm. and now you're, now you're reunited. Uh, would you ever have thought at that time, TJ, that you and Aaron would be uh, chasing your Grey Cup dreams together with the BC Lions? Yes, because in a lot of ways, we've, we've always challenged each other and we've always um, made it, it was, it was non-negotiable, you know, our dreams, us accomplishing our dreams was non-negotiable and we, we were both um, driven and desired and we, we really wanted this. And I could tell no matter what route we took that we end up in the same destination, you know, um, because we fueled off each other and um, we listened to each other and we found ways to keep challenging each other to, to be our best. And he's definitely, uh, definitely more of a strict guy. And I'm more of like a, a looser guy in terms of learning and attaining knowledge and applying it. So with him, I mean, I was able to learn with him and learn from him to be more straight and narrow and, you know, um, yeah. So that's that. Uh, rewinding the clock, uh, born in Houston, like you said. How old were you when you moved to Seattle? Uh, I was seven, seven years old, and hopped right in football, and that's where I met Aaron and and Marcus and all those guys. 
See, I um, I have that experience too. Uh, my dad's job uh, led him to be transferred a couple times. Uh, we moved to Calgary. I moved to Winnipeg at a young age. And even though you're young, it's still scary. You're still old enough to understand. It's scary moving to a new school, having to make new friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really is something that you have to overcome, TJ. I mean, how hard was that at first? Um, I was just lucky enough um, to – uh, find some great peers, you know, and a, a great group of friends. Uh, I came over with my cousin, my cousin and my older brother. Um, so it was three of us and they're about five, six years older. Um, so I was able to basically just learn from their mistakes and, you know, um, and basically uh, follow, follow a lot of their good examples, you know? Um, and I mean, cause they definitely introduced me to sports. They introduced me to basketball, football, you know, they introduced me to the neighborhood, you know, they introduced me to everything it was fashion. Mm. So, I mean, I, I mean, uh, having uh, cousins and siblings around definitely made it easier for me to transition. But I needed my own friends and uh, I latched to a great group of friends. And I am very thankful for my friends. I thank them a lot. And we have a group chat and we always talk about what it took for us to make it out of the neighborhood, you know, and make it out of the tough situations that we've been through. You know, with a more football focus on this, as we have you here for a few more minutes, uh, I've talked to you before about the East of Washington, uh, deny the sky and all that, so whether it's guys like you, Bo, Matt Nichols, uh, lots of guys uh, have come out of Eastern Washington. Um, what is it about that program that has allowed you guys to flourish as pros, talking about those group of guys? Um, it's the the underdog mentality, you know, um, and um, the connectedness, we've always stayed connected. Uh, even since all this has been going on, I was able to get on a few Zoom meetings with one of my uh, uh, former EWU coaches. He coaches at Sacramento State, Coach Cherokee Valeria. Uh, oh, he, he set the platform for me to talk to a bunch of his young DBs and um, also gave me an opportunity to learn um, certain things, you know, certain techniques when it comes to, you know, my uh, position-specific you know, things. And I was able to speak my experience and my journey along the way to those guys. Um, also, Alan Brown, I played with him. Uh, he went, grew up in Tacoma. I grew up in Seattle. Uh, we were recruited to Eastern together. Um, we I had a Zoom meeting with him and his DBs at Eastern Washington and, and learned a lot and was able to, you know, um, share my journey and my mindset with them um, as well. So I'm trying to stay as close to, you know, football as possible. But what makes Eastern so special is, you know, uh, the underdog mentality, the ability to always work and, you know, uh, battle through adversity. can pinpoint a couple of uh, your best memories at Eastern. What would those be, TJ? Um, I was a sophomore. I know um, I was just, just making a name for myself. Um, I was just getting a lot of attention, and we played against Montana uh, at Montana. Um, Montana has one of the most rowdy crowds uh, ever, you know, especially at that level. Um, and it was right before halftime. I got a interception and returned about 40 yards, but it was a good uh, momentum shifter for my team. Um, and it was a great environment. So, like, I felt the, the wear and tear on my legs from the environment, yeah. you know, especially at such a young age and not much experience. So I felt that once I got the interception and I was just running and running and a guy tried to undercut me and I jumped and I couldn't gain my legs because I felt that I, I thought, it, I think it was the pressure, you know, of the, of, of the environment, you know, um, 
but I thought that was a cool experience. Another one would be uh, we played North Dakota State 2010, the year we won a national championship. That was my freshman year. Um, I think it was like double overtime, maybe triple overtime. Um, it was snowy. Uh, they were basically into the end zone getting ready to score, and we stopped them on a one-yard line to go to the championship. So it was a one-yard stop. Um, I'm pretty sure J.C. Sherrod was in on that stop. Right. Uh, you know, so, uh, I mean, gosh, guys like that made Eastern, you know, what it is today. Yeah, JC. I know there was another guy on defense I was going to mention there. And, of course. Uh, Matt Johnson. Yeah, 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 Matt Johnson played a little bit with the Cowboys. Yep. Um, Even uh, my, my 49ers, Kendrick Bourne, receiver. Kendrick Bourne. No, that, that was later on. That was, I know that was later on, but that's another guy from Eastern that has gone on uh, to, to great things like yourself, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. And Samson Ibukum, um, um, he's a DN for the Rams as well. Yep. Yeah. And your Cooper Cups. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, the see the NFC West and their receivers uh, has the Eastern Washington uh, stamp yeah. all over it. Um, but um, fast forwarding after that, I know I've told you this before, uh, 2014 preseason, uh, my first game uh, doing PA at BC Place, did a couple of years uh, in the booth there. And uh, I noticed this TJ Lee kid. I've heard rave reviews. He's had a great training camp. Uh, take us back to your first training camp and what that process was in Kamloops, if you whatever you can recall. Oh uh, man, I felt I felt very isolated uh, coming in, you know, uh, and very intimidated. Uh, I, I came in, there was a bunch bunch of people before me, you know. I had a came in where it was a Dante Marsh, you know. I came in where there was a Ryan Phillips. Came in where there was a Core Parks. Um, so I came in where there was a lot of uh, experience around me, you know, um, which was great from a learning perspective, but tough from a playing perspective, you know? Um, um, so court parks, I remember my first encounter with, uh, the vets, they had just came in and I was there for three days at three day rookie camp. And, uh, I think it was court parks was the first vet to come and speak to me. I was sitting at a table. He was like, Hey man, don't sit by yourself. You know, this is a team environment. We here to bond, man, get over here. You know, and that was the first day he took me under his wing uh, and, and showed me basically what it's like to play the weak half spot, the spot that I'm at now, you know. Um, yeah. So I'll never forget that. Um, you know, Ryan Phillips leading by example, you know, and, and showing what it's like to be mature and, and the balance of being mature and having fun, you know. And then you got Dante Marsh, the guy that also leads by example and shows you a different route, you know, a, a different success route, you know. And for me to – you know, uh, ping pong off them and ping pong off their ideas and write, write a lot of notes and finally get the opportunity. Um, I think it was Brandon McDonald, Brandon McDonald. Uh, he played, he had just played like six or seven years in the NFL. Um, he was backing up court parks and like, I wasn't getting many reps throughout the whole camp, you know, but every time I did, I, I showed, you know, I showed glimpses of, you know, uh, potential. And, uh, I think, uh, Brandon, McDonald had a falling out with the coach like a day before the game uh, against uh, against Edmonton or I think it was the second game or against Calgary. Yeah. And I was the next guy up. He didn't come to the game. He quit. And I was the next guy up. And that's when I got my opportunity that game. I got three interceptions and I made the team, you know, off very little uh, plays, you know, um, but I was able to plan the game and showcase my talent. And, you know, uh, now I'm here. So that, that first year definitely taught me a lot, learned a lot, 
And I learned that you need the opportunity to, to basically be successful. And the four years later, you're a CFL All-Star 2018. And uh, we spoke to you, you know, earlier in the offseason, you're excited to sign your extension. And we're optimistic. We're optimistic we're going to yeah. have football here sooner rather than later. But uh, it's funny, TJ, like I, I was interviewing Manny Arsenal uh, last week as part of our virtual den on Facebook. And he was kind of similar, right? I mean, they gave him number 74 in training camp because he wasn't expected to make it. He's one of these unknown guys out of Alcorn State. Pretty sure uh, Burnham was a 74 too. That's uh, probably right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Burnham, I came in for the same year as Burnham, so I'm pretty sure I remember him rocking a 74. I was 17. 17. That was my so you, that was a tribute to uh, to Nick Moore, 17. Yeah, yeah, Nick Moore, he came back and took it. Yeah, and that's but that's just – you get the lights come on in game time. That's where you have to make hay, right, TJ? Yeah, for sure. And and a lot of it is is for me is feeling. You know, um, I I I'm not really attached to the outside anything around me. It's like an out of body experience uh, when I allow myself to feel it. But mainly, I, I feel the vibrations of the game. I feel when the ball's coming my way. I feel the energy from the game. You know, and I I feel like and obviously that's a combination of watching film and, you know, understanding the offense and stuff, I feel when the play's coming my way, you know? So that might be a, you know, an asset. Before we let you go, uh, again, uh, we're optimistic. Uh, what's daily life right now? No doubt a lot of virtual preparation with members of the defense. Of course, our facility reopened this week, uh, groups of six. You planning on coming up and working out, or what's the daily routine like right now? Um, I'm not sure what the border permits in terms of me coming over there. Um, right, of course. Yeah, that's their little thing about the border being closed, I suppose. Right. Um, and, with, I mean, with that being said, I mean, I have a lot of things to focus on right now. Yeah. I mean, the most important thing is, is my family structure. Um, I'm, I'm very adamant about that. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give my family as much time as I can, given, the, you know, the opportunity to do so with everything going on. Um, also, I got, a, I got a job. So, I'm working at, I've been working at USPS for the last month or two. Um, but I work very, very odd hours, graveyard shift. So mm. I, I'm kind of just waking up from a nap myself, uh, getting ready to take another snooze and then you're then a night back. owl. Yeah. But the good thing is it, it does allow me to, to spend time, have the daytime with my family or as much as I, I'm not sleeping, I'm able to, you know, play with them, you know, and spend some time with them and I have a good, the full daytime. So, um, that being, being, uh, able being available for my family cooking uh there's always yard work there's always laundry you know there's always house duties to do so <laughs> i mean my, my plate's pretty full i mean working out wise uh i'll make sure i hit the field or you know uh, i'll get on the floor and uh, do some abs with with my little one um or <laughs> I'm, i've been doing a lot of running um just to try to cut weight you know essentially cut weight you know to stay more conditioned at this time um, because the gyms are closed. I mean, I don't really have as much access to gym facilities, so I've kind of lost body mass or muscle mass, mm. you know, I mean, but I can use that as a strength of mine because uh, on the plus side, I'll be able to run forever, and I have the mind, you know, and the experience to do anything uh, that I need to do on the field. So, I mean, physically, I'm obviously going to be ready when time comes but I would not say that is my strong suit. So I'm, I'm not perfect. 
Um, it's not my strong suit right now. So, I mean, mental, I know what I bring to the game and I know what I bring to the team, you know. Um, it's my mental sharpness. Um, phys- Physical-wise, I'm able to get off the block, you know, um, and I'm able to make plays mentally for my team. You got a couple pick sixes left in you still. It's funny, I was going through some uh, some highlights, um, you know, just you're in withdrawal, right? We want CFL football. We want Lions football. Right. I pull – I pull up that game two years ago in Montreal. I think it was Anthony, you and Anthony Orange went back to back with the pick sixes. Remember that yeah. one? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I thought I had the uh, game clinching interception, but he definitely did. Um, icing on the cake, right? Work. Yeah, he had the it's, icing on the cake. Because it's funny, you remember that night? Um, I think it was Antonio Pipkin was the Alouettes quarterback. And then at that point, the fans are all yelling, we want Manziel, we want yeah. Manziel. And it's funny that? because I was, I was looking for uh, Mr. Vernon Adams. So uh-huh. I, was, I was waiting for Vernon Adams to get in the game. So uh, I was hoping it was going to be on him. Um, but, uh, hey, Pipkin got it. Anybody can throw me an interception, I'll take it. Would you have played against Adams back in the day in Oregon when he was at Oregon? Uh, no. Or no? No, I did not. I think uh, the year that Oregon played uh, Eastern was the year I left. Okay, figure I couldn't remember if there was a, a year of overlap there or not. But uh, but anyway, watching um, before I let you go, watching those heroics, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you do that again, TJ. You must think about it every day. Yeah, I mean, and that's I mean, running has played a crucial part in me visualizing, you know, uh, my football journey, you know, and visualizing my career, and you know, also getting in a uh, getting physically fit um i'm able to you know think out certain scenarios and you know and play it out in my mind um future scenarios and without visualization i mean i don't i don't see success being that uh you know attainable so i mean i i I visualize a lot um what's what's to come this year um so i'm excited if it does come um, but most importantly, I'm going to focus on my family until I hear further notice and uh, stay fit. Well, there you go. Uh, congratulations again on uh, Maddox, and uh, hope uh, hope Mason uh, has fun uh, being the older, responsible sibling. Uh, congrats to Brittany as well. Uh, it yeah, truly sure. is uh, truly is awesome. Yeah, for sure. Mason has no choice. <laughs> That's <laughs> the way life is, you know. You got to adapt and you know move on. And uh, Brittany's doing great. And uh, happy Father's Day as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thinking right. I want a projector or something like that. Wanting what, sorry? So I'm thinking I want a projector or something like that, but I'm not too sure. Uh, there you asking, go. So I, don't, I don't know. You never know. You never know. Uh, congratulations again. Uh, this was First and Now, Episode 30. Thanks to TJ Lee. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, we're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get uh, your podcasts. Uh, happy Father's Day to you, Dad, listening. I know you like to listen, keep tabs on what's going on, and I mentioned it off my intro there. Um, my dad, like a lot of you out there listening, uh, a big reason why I am today. So happy Father's Day to the fathers everywhere, and we will talk with you soon on another episode of First and Now. It's the official BC Lions podcast. <laughs>